Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be talking about Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo, which will be going down on UFC 288. And specifically in this video, we're going to be looking at what's at stake because this is a big time fight when it comes to the legacies for each man. And I just want to go through it because, yeah, the legacy is on the line, mostly for Henry Cejudo, but we also can't overlook Aljamain Sterling as well. But Let's start this video with Henry Cejudo because personally, I think the stakes are higher for him. It's still pretty high for Aljamain Sterling as well, but I'm just going to just edge Henry out a little bit more because Henry is coming back after three years away from fighting. He His last fight was back in 2020 against Dominic Cruz at UFC 249 after defending his Bantamweight Championship. He vacated the belt and said, I'm calling it a career. I've done all I've had to do. I'm the greatest combat sports fighter of all time. And honestly, he had a great case for that. He is an Olymp Olympic gold medalist. Was it a two-time Olympic gold medalist? No, just a one-time Olympic gold medalist in wrestling. And then he wins the flyweight championship against the greatest flyweight of all time and to some, one of the greatest fighters of all time in Demetrius Johnson, defends his belt against TJ Dillashaw. TJ goes down to 135. Many people were like, you know what? TJ is going to do this. He is one of the greatest bantamweights of all time. He is on his way to becoming the greatest bantamweight of all time. But not only does Henry starch him in the first round, but then it's later concluded, <laughs> later found out that... TJ was on EPO and it just made that victory for Henry that much grander because it was like, damn, he he defeated TJ while TJ was on EPO. Obviously, TJ loses his Bantamweight Championship because of this. He gets stripped of it. So Henry says, I'm going to move up now and fight for the vacant belt. And he does that against Marlon Marais. This was a hard fight for him. I know Marlon Marais isn't looking that great nowadays in regards to his career, but peak Marlon Marais was a tough test for anyone. And even though it looked like Marlon was going to win that fight early on, Henry rallied back and got the finish, becomes a double champion. And then after that, he looks to defend his bantamweight championship against Dominic Cruz, which was his last fight. So that run alone, man, where... He became a two-division champion, a champ champ, was very impressive. You add in that Olympic gold medal, it's just, it's hard to disagree with the statement that Henry is the greatest combat sports athlete of all time because what a resume. But he retired in 2020, and to be honest, I feel like a lot of people will agree with me on this. I think he did it too early. I wanted to see more from him, but he decided to retire at the age of 33, which is relatively still young. And in my opinion, he was in his prime at that point, and he still had a couple good years of fighting, defending his belt, and just continuing to build his legacy, even if it was only at 135, because... Yeah, he relinquished his flyweight championship. I understand if that weight cut got too difficult for him. But at 135, man, it was just like, you know, he could have done more. And it was a shame that he had to leave so early, but he did it. And a lot of people were saying, well, 
at least this is what it looked like. It looked like Henry was trying to go away to get a better offer, get a better deal from the UFC. But I think he overestimated his worth as a fighter because the UFC wasn't budging. Henry said, I'm retiring. They said, okay, that's fine with us. You can go. And I think that plan kind of backfired for him in regards to, okay, I am one of the greatest right now. Like I want to be paid my worth, but the UFC truly didn't care. If they didn't care for Francis Ngannou, they definitely didn't care for Henry Cejudo. So I know that's a weird comparison, but um, yeah, they, they just really didn't care. And um, because of this, Henry was out for three years and was doing his YouTube stuff, which he's been very successful at. But now he wants to come back and try to get the belt from Aljamain Sterling. And I think this is a very tough task for him because there's been very few fighters who have come back after more than three plus years and tried to capture a belt. There was George St. Pierre who did it after four years recently. John Jones, three years, comes back to heavyweight and even higher weight class and does it and now Henry wants to be amongst those men who come back after years and tries to become champion again and that is a very daunting task man because the people who were able to do that were fighters I many considered as goats so Henry if he was to do this I wouldn't say he'll be considered a goat but he'll, his stock will definitely rise up much higher because it's like damn you you came back after all this time and you're still championship level that is big so legacy wise it is a big thing for him because it's like he has the chance to truly become one of the best of all time i think you could put him in the top five to be honest Uh, can you maybe i don't know (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of hard to say, but he w- his stock will definitely rise in regards to his legacy if you were to win this fight against Aljamain. But if you were to lose, man, I think it will kind of hurt his legacy a little bit because, yeah, you can make the excuse, okay, he's coming back after three years. Um, it is what it is. But, you know, for him to retire on such a high note as a double champion and then come back and then lose a fight... Um, I think it will definitely hurt his stock a little bit. Not too much, but still. It's like you, you could have continued your legacy after that Dominic Cruz win after UFC 249, but you decided to leave it and you you thought you could come back after so long and continue, but you were unable to. So I feel like that has to be a high stake for him, like his legacy in regards to if he loses, it could hurt it quite badly so it could either go two ways if he wins it will be a great high if he loses it will be very low so that's what's at stake for Henry Cejudo but what about Aljamain Sterling he is the bantamweight champion a lot of people did not only expect him to become the champion but defend his belt two times which is something that not many people have done only two other fighters have done that Uh, TJ Dillashaw has defended his belt twice, and then Dominic Cruz has also defended his belt twice. But there has never been a UFC champion, UFC bantamweight champion, who has defended their bantamweight championship 
three times. Wait, has um nah, not three times. But you know, with Dominic Cruz, he did defend his WEC belt. So when you include that, which I, I personally do that, I include the WEC um defenses prior to the merger and the UFC. So when you include WEC as well, you have one, two, three, four. You have four defenses. So that's still pretty good. Obviously, they're not UFC, but still four title defenses as a bantamweight. That has to hold its leverage. But three title defenses as a UFC bantamweight championship champion has never been done. And look where we're at. We are at a point where it seems like Aljamain could possibly do it. And I think that's hilarious because so many people hate Aljamain Sterling and so many people are not happy with him as the champion. They don't like him. And it's just great to see how he has proven so many people wrong time and time again. But man, even though he's at two title defenses as the champion, people still discredit him. Oh, that split decision win over Piotr Jan in their second fight. Piotr should have won that. Oh, TJ Dillashaw was injured heading into that fight. Who cares? That doesn't even count. But it's like, you know, that was not in his control. And in the end of the day, he won the fights. He did it on his end. So I got to give him credit for that. So if he were to do it again against Henry Cejudo, I, I would be very impressed because Henry Cejudo is one of the greatest combat sports athletes of all time one of the greatest bantamweights flyweights of all time and that would be a huge feather in his cap at least in my opinion but i could already see the excuses from people being like oh man like henry is old now he's past his prime he came back after such a long layoff like this isn't a true defense for aljamain sterling so for aljamain it's always losing for him there's no winning as a bantamweight champion, which is crazy to see. I've never really witnessed something like this for a UFC champion, but it, it's, it just seems like it's so hard for him to be liked by the MMA fan base, at least a majority of them. I personally, personally like him, and I would love to see him break that record for title defenses as UFC bantamweight champion and yeah continue to further grow his legacy as a fighter but if he does defend his belt as a bantamweight champion for a third time breaking the record do i think that makes him the goat personally i don't i still think he'll be behind dominic cruz i would put him at second personally because like with tj dillashaw i think he kind of messed up his career big time after failing uh his drug test so I would put Aljamain as the second greatest bantamweight of all time if he were to do this. Do I put him as it now? Maybe not, but like, um, I think this third title defense, if it were to be successful, I would put him as the second greatest bantamweight of all time. But to surpass Dominic Cruz, I think he will need at least one more title defense and then I could put him there. But I, I could already see the arguments from people saying, nah. Aljamain still shouldn't be there. He is still not the GOAT of uh, Bantamweight. But man, it's funny how he is on track to do so. And I really hope it does happen. But um, he does have a tough test in Henry Cejudo. And we don't know where Henry is at. So if he were to lose to Henry Cejudo, it would be a tough defeat. Because it's like you lost a guy who was out for three years and is coming back and is older now so for Aljo to lose it would just further 
give ammo to the people who have doubted his career as a champion specifically and just be like, yeah, see, Aljo was never a true bantamweight champion. He got lucky on his run. But um, yeah, that's why I think he has a lot on stake for him in this fight. And to be honest, now that I'm like actually going point for point through everything, I think Aljo has more at stake heading into this fight than uh henry cejudo because if henry was to lose like i said it would just be like okay he lost the fight it is what it is he's old now so it's expected but uh the the risk is much greater for aljo compared to henry in my opinion is what i'm trying to say so i think the stakes are higher for aljamain sterling i changed my mind um but what do you think what are your thoughts on this matchup who has more at stake heading into it but that's all I'll for now so i'll see you in my next one bye bye